The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, I did mention as well that I was lucky enough yesterday uh, to be invited out to Dublin Airport uh, to visit and meet with Kenny Jacobs. He is the CEO of the Dublin Airport Authority, the DAA, to talk about some of the changes that are being made there. So we got to sit down and, and talk about things like parking issues, capacity, noise pollution. Uh, and we're going to hear uh, about those particular problems that the airport has faced and continues to face in some cases a, a little bit later in the show. But the first place I want to bring you is Terminal 1 where I met Kenny at the new C3 security scanning machines. So, Kenny, what's this over our shoulder here? Over our shoulder here is a C3 machine. This is the future of security at, at airports. This machine is like a CAT scan. Previous machines that you put your bag through are like x-ray machines. This one, you don't need to take the liquids out of your bag. So that's a much better experience for passengers because you keep the bag going faster. A lot less bags get pulled to the side for a manual search. So it means a much more compliant and much more secure solution for bags getting through security. It's much more enjoyable and faster for passengers. It allows us to get more people through. So it's a much better solution. These will be accompanied in the future by body scan machines. So we will be replacing walk-through metal detectors with body scans at a point in time. Body scans you might know in other airports, they're the ones where you make a pose. Yeah. In those machines you're doing an entire search of all types of materials, so metal, uh, potential explosives on the person, inside the person. Those machines and the C3 machines is the future of security that's much more uh, compliant from a security point of view, much more safe for airports and everybody's mm. peace of mind going through, much better for passengers and the airlines like them much better as well because more people get through. We will be rolling out these across all of T1, across all of T2 and Cork Airport uh, over the next two years. Okay, yeah, so there's a couple of them here, there's two over our shoulder, but as I can see, it's the traditional X-ray machines the rest yeah. of the way down. They'll all be replaced. They'll all be replaced. It's one of the biggest investments that we're making here in T1 in Dublin. We'll also go upstairs in the mezzanine area that we have. We're thinking they're putting three fast track lanes. So really just adding the extra capacity so that we can get more people through security and get them through in a safer, more enjoyable and faster fashion. And ultimately then, would the, does the advice change in terms of how early you have to turn up for your flight? Uh, the, I think the advice won't change for now because it's going to take us 18 months, two years to roll all of these out. But I think the advice will change because we are saying to people now, if you're coming into these particular lanes, you don't need to take stuff out of your bag. Now, yeah. some people default into doing that because we've all been conditioned to do that for years. But the advice will change on taking stuff out of your bag. The advice will change on going through a body scan as opposed to a walk through metal sector. I think at a point in time, will the advice change on the time that you just spent at the airport? Potentially. Um, mm. let's, let's wait and see. I think, look, the airport is still going to be busy in the peak summer months. The advice at the moment is if you're traveling short haul two hours, be in the terminal two hours before you fly. That's the right advice for now. Yeah. Still, like you say, people are pre-programmed to take the belt off. People are pre-programmed to turn up at four hours early. I think, which we don't want flights. them to do. Which we don't <laughs> want them to do. There's no need. Um, you yeah. know, we've got we've got 850 people now in our security team. Uh, 95% of people got through Dublin Airport in the month of May in less than 20 minutes. Um, so we're in a good place with the people getting through security. I expect that to continue all the way through the summer. So nobody needs to come here four hours beforehand. You might run out of things to do. We've great food and beverage and retail opportunities for you to spend your four hours uh, but you're better off just following the advice be at the airport two hours before your flight yeah so we might go down and see some of the yeah. new food and beverage options in a moment but uh, it, it, you, you touched on it there I mean those capacity issues that uh, and constraints that were experienced last year there's no indication there'll be a repeat this year no no uh, the, 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 the volume of people going through Dublin Airport is up compared to last year there's no indication that the same things will happen this year the, the, what happened last year 
was at, the, was at the end of May. I think the airport did a very good job of recovering. We've worked very, very hard this past nine months to recruit more people, to really optimize the planning and management of security resources. We've also done the same with the, wash, the washrooms that we have, pretty much everything in Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. So we're committed to giving customers, and so far we're giving our passengers a much better experience. That will continue through the summer. Can't give a guarantee, because things outside of our control yeah. can happen. You know, if French air traffic controllers uh, decide to go on strike, if there are issues with European uh, airspace that cause delays, people could be delayed on the tarmac and it might be maybe outside of our control. But we've worked really, really hard with everything in our control to make sure that it's a very efficient experience for passengers coming through Dublin Airport this summer. All right, well listen, we'll go down and have a look at some of these uh, uh, food Brilliant. and beverage options and the changes there. Okay, great. So Kenny, over, well I'd say our right shoulder, my right shoulder, your left shoulder, that's all going to change up here, is it? Yeah, this uh, food and beverage over here where we've got the Burger King, the Garden Terrace, here you're going to see new outlets go in. So we want to give passengers a lot more choice, healthier choices, different varieties of food. So we're going to be transforming this area and a couple of other key areas that we call F&B areas, food and beverage, uh, over, over the coming year. So it'll give you more choice. Uh, we'd like you to be able to do some pre-ordering on your mobile device. Uh, and we're working with new partners on these. So things like Camille Thai, Coffee Picker would be some of the brands that you'll see uh, you'll see coming in here. That Guinness bar below, uh, the, the Marquette bar, that yeah. sells the most pints of Guinness of any any location in the country. So the busiest Guinness pub in the Guinness, country. Most Guinness pints of Guinness poured of any pub in the entire country. Wow. So now you can see why. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a huge number of people who go through Terminal 1 here every single day. Uh, and even in summer, people going on the holidays, they will have a pint before they uh, get in the flight. I hope just one. So you you mentioned the fast track security when we were down at the, the, at the, the new scanners. It's down there that they'll come out. You mentioned kind of a fast track on the level above. It's on this level now. It's on, it's on this level. So behind there, we have a huge amount of space. So we would plan to add additional lounge capacity, additional retail, and also three fast track lanes. So two fast track lanes just to give us more capacity. Uh, I'd love to explore something faster than fast track. So super duper fast track that people would pay more for. And you might be able to get a guarantee that you go through in five minutes in that particular fast track. So they're the types of new products that we want to explore. I think there's definitely demand out there from the traveling public, from business travelers. We'll explore those and we'll add those in T1 and T2 in the coming years. And you mentioned, say, the, the ability to pre-order and, and people will be familiar enough with the experience in some of the outlets in the airport whereby you might scan the barcode on your table and you order yep. that way. Uh, now, that's fine if you're maybe tech savvy there's kind of technophobes out there or there's people of a generation who are not digital natives and and they find it's a barrier i mean are there going to be enough staff to go to a table and take someone's order absolutely i think look i think both will coexist i think you can see that in very digitally advanced uh, societies and economies in southeast asia and i think both coexist you'll have very you'll have digital natives who'll be booking online and ordering online and they're just picking up the food taking a table or going away and then you'll also have Grandparents will want to do it old school, and that's perfectly fine. We'll accommodate all types. Yeah, because I, I, I was only talking to someone the other day, and they were critical of, now, this is slightly outside your bailiwick, more in your, your old bailiwick, yes. in fact. I mean, that the experience of checking in at Ryanair, for example, was like using the self-service checkout down in the local Tesco, and the red light starts flashing, and you can't find anyone to, to say that you have weighed all your oranges. You know, that people feel a lot of loss, like they've been abandoned in terms of customer service. I think generally, though, the direction of travel for check-in uh, is that more and more customers just want to have the boarding pass on the phone. They just want to do the bag drop themselves. I mean, there's different airlines do bag drop in different ways. I think I, li I like the new Ryanair bag drop approach here in T1. I like the Aer Lingus one in T2. 
the feedback from the traveling public is generally good. Now, if you're on a first wave flight and it's chocker block down there uh, in both Ryanair and Aer Lingus, uh, it can take time. But I think generally it's the direction of travel that more people expect. I think every airport is always going to have traditional check-in but it's going to get smaller and smaller as time goes on because the airlines and passengers will just want to, you know, not want to go up and say, yeah, I'm flying here. If you've got the boarding pass in your hand, if you've got your bag and you've done it before, it's very easy to use a, a self-backdrop. And for people who just can't get their head around us, they have to lump it. Uh, look, I, I think they, they, can either, they can either just carry on doing what they're doing. Uh, it might take you a bit of time. You'll kind of be going against the flow at some point in time. So... I think it's good for everybody to be able to say, how am I going to embrace digital and say, can I do it myself without having to engage engage with someone? And you'll probably find it's easier than you thought and it's faster. Now, uh, the opposite direction yeah. to all of this yeah. uh, food and beverage uh, are the gates. Yeah. Um, and I know there's kind of uh, been an upgrading as well there in terms of uh, accommodating families and bigger yeah. groups. So we've added 400 seats uh, across T1 and T2. Um, now, generally, look, we, if everybody follows the travel advice, most people should get a seat. I think last summer you had a lot of people in the airport six hours before their flight, so a lot of the seats were taken up early, but we've added more seats. We've added three dedicated families eating zones. We've added, uh, we've doubled the Wi-Fi capacity, so I think you can stream from most parts of the airport now, which is great. Uh, we've got 500 washrooms in Dublin airport, so those 500 washrooms are now getting about 1,600 hours of cleaning every day. Because so, that was another issue last year. And I know, I know it was to do uh, with the number of people in the airport and staffing kind of combined, but there was an issue around cleanliness. There was an issue with cleanliness in, in, the, in the washrooms and the staffing that we had on those. We've fixed that now. So, you know, we now have the right amount of hours going into the 500 washrooms and they're in great shape. You know, the, I would go into the busiest washrooms myself. There's five that are the busiest ones in the whole airport. I'll go into those every single week and, and just check them over. But those busiest toilets generally have a washroom attendant dedicated to them because at this time of year they're so busy. All right. Well, listen, over my shoulder as well, I can see uh, plenty of activity on the runways and I guess people listening will wonder, might there be activity between the runways, this famous land that's for sale? So we might grab a seat and have a chat about it. Okay. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.